is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. We are back for our number three, the only statewide syndicated sports radio show heard on 19 stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. He just went downstairs and picked up John Vanderwall, not for a date, but in the lobby uh, to bring him up. Johnny, former major leaguer out of Hudsonville, Michigan, with the Padres, Giants, Yankees, worked inside the Tigers farm system as a hitting instructor and he told us a story in his last studio appearance over the summer about how they just decided to fire him at like one o'clock in the morning and he, was, he wasn't a big fan of Al Avila and his henchmen and now there's a new beginning and you look at Harris the new president John I talked to him for about 20 minutes uh, first impressions are the guy isn't a cookie cutter guy he kind of has the way he's done it at different stops and working under Epstein and uh, with the Giants, and he's moving fast right now on getting rid of a lot of the names that you. I'll give you credit on your Facebook page to me personally when we're talking via text or uh, the Facebook Messenger. The first guys to go were the guys you talked about. Well, he's coming in new uh, as a new president he's going to put his own guys in so you got to give him a shot uh, he's been with theo he's been with see that all this stuff started like back in 2012 2012 was when the game really really started to change so you have all these young kids that came in as interns who off of billy ball right well i guess ball, yeah right? so they all got they all came in as interns they worked their way up and now 10 years later they run baseball so you have a guy who has who is part of this system. So uh, he's going to bring his own guys in. There were some interesting guys he brought in. The guy from Tampa, I think, uh, on the outset, looks really, really good. Tampa's really been a, a, an organization that's really thrived um, in this analytical slash old school type of baseball. They blend stuff in. And uh, I've talked to guys over there. Uh, that that's what they did. They started off on the analytical side. They realized that you can't do that. Um, Be totally analytical. Totally right? analytical. Well, that's what Detroit did. You know, that's what they just started to do two years ago. I can get into that in a little bit, but they realized you can't do that. So they blended old school with analytics. There are some really, really good tech stuff, but you just can't throw out, you just can't throw out the old school, which a lot of these people did because they felt threatened because they don't know the game. They didn't know the game like guys like me, like the old school guys, know the game. So they wanted to get them out, and they did get them out. And you're seeing it, on, especially on the offensive side, how it, it's absolutely killed baseball. 
So you mean in, in terms of the, is it the launch angle swing? Uh, it's a launch angle swing. It's it's these hitting gurus online. It's it's collapse the backside. It's try to get on plane on the backside and swing upward. It's all this techno- technological garbage that they feel comfortable with because, um, you know, they don't know the game. They were the last guy on the playground to get picked, and now they are the ones running the show, and they don't understand what's going on uh, within the game in a lot of instances. And uh, they got their guys in that they felt comfortable with. Well, getting the Jays' longtime scouting director, Rob Metzler, Scott Harris, I go back to my first and only conversation with him about a week after he got the job on the huge show across Michigan. And what struck me was that he talked about that blend. Yes, we're going to use analytics. Baseball's been built on analytics. There's averages, right? There's numbers. There's fielding percentages, uh, on-base percentages. But we need to blend the natural talent with the analytics, with also the gut feeling of people we put in charge of teams for in-game strategy. Absolutely. And I, I listened to the beginning part yesterday, and then uh, I'm helping out at Forest Hill Central, so we've got, uh, we got football. Football, going. right? Yeah, yeah we've got football going on. Uh, but uh, if that's what he is saying and that's what he goes by, then I'll tell you what, you've, we've, got, you've, got a good, we've got a good one. I'm going to say we've got a good one as a Tiger fan because we, you need someone up there who will blend it, who truly will blend it, and will not just go to the analytics side because uh, it is on, on the hitting side anyway. It, it's on its way out. So the Tigers were living by analytics only? Well, the Tigers were just the Tigers. They so weren't doing was, anything. what was wrong with Avila? In terms of uh, him, his front office personnel, what were they doing wrong? Well, they were always the, the Tigers. When I even when I got there, my first year in, in uh, I believe it was twenty eighteen was my first year. Uh, when I when I first got in, the guys were going you you know Dave Liffel came in and really did do a lot of really good things and, and did clean up the minor leagues. But the lot, the minor leagues were a mess, and Al Vila was part of that mess. Um, in you know from 2010 or whenever he was he was part of the, the minor league side, so they brought in they started paying their coaches a little bit more, and then suddenly um, Chris Illich decided to say okay we're going to spend a lot of money in the minor leagues and they brought all of this analytic stuff in and they just they just put a fire hose into the minor league system where a lot of people didn't even understand what was going on, um, they didn't even know what's going on so. They were already four or five years behind the eight ball when they when they did that. Uh, they tried to throw it all in in a year, and they got caught. And I I, I believe on the 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 analytics side on the pitching side it, it really has done some pretty good stuff. Um, on the hitting side has been an absolute disaster, as you've seen within what the Yankees strike out fifty times in four games. And the Yankees are were one of the tech companies that came in. And that's season when you're supposed yeah. to put the bat on the ball. But the Yankees were one of the leaders coming in with a tech company. People probably know who they are, who brought in all these tech six-month certifications from this place. And I and it they flooded their organization with it, and they lived and died with it. And it and it, it actually it was really embarrassing to watch them play. And you're a former Yankee. I'm a former Yankee. I love the Yankee. I love New York. But it was absolutely embarrassing. I've had I've got uh, 
friends who were in that organization who left because they saw it coming that they were hiring they were hiring people within the offensive within the hitting game who had no baseball experience and they were running they were running programs they were running running the minor leagues it it caught up to them and uh it was really bad it's been that, that was horrible what happened to them so basically what you're saying is Alavila let these analytical guys just run free throughout the minor league system. So the question is, how did that affect the major league ball club in terms of a massive underachieving season? Well, that's a great question. And and, and, I've, and I've been thinking about this because I, at first I was like, okay, you know, Scotty Kubel, he couldn't have been with this collapse the backside, swing upward. But then I started hearing, hearing through the summer that, hey, he was the guy who worked with, what's his name, Grossman. And he got him, supposedly got him going last year. Well, he got him going, and he couldn't get him out of it this year. I mean, and Grossman leaves and gets to a new hitting instructor and tears the cover off the baseball, hit, hit well for the Braves. Yeah, the, well, I, I think he did in the beginning. I don't know how it, it all totally ended right. up. But, yeah, he did. He's there was player. improvement. Right. There, there, improvement, you're right. So, But then I, I'm starting to look at it. I'm looking at all of these. Um, most of the hitters in that – in that lineup were except Miguel wasn't, but there were some older guys who who stayed with their within themselves. But you seen uphill, collapse the backside, barrel in and out of the zone all throughout the lineup. So I've had people who have contacted me, and uh, I was really shocked at what I had heard that interns were going to the young kids and telling them how to hit. So. They were on the iPad telling them, hey, this is what you got to do. This is what we think you do. Well, if you're a young kid in a big league team, you want to please people. You want to do what they're telling you to do. The sad thing about it was is that so this these is young, going on not in the minor league no, level. This is big leagues. So in Detroit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. So, so in so, turn, like, are being sent as so messengers like, from somebody, right? So, like, Joe Smith, who graduated from Western with a sports admin degree, who's an intern, is suddenly on an iPad and got authority and telling guys, well, hey, Trying this is... Trying to tell what, Torkelson how to hit? I'm not going to say who, but yeah, there was some, there's some guys. So they were telling guys... So these guys want to please people. They want to say, hey, we want to be good. We want to be, hey, a good citizen to the organization. So they were going with it while well, these kids struggled. I mean, they, they, they really, really struggled. And you could see, I mean, I, I'm watching baseball games. I'm going, these kids aren't this bad. So what, what did you see as a, a former major leaguer and John Vanderwald joining us in the studio out of Hudsonville on the west side of the state? Uh, played at Western, right? Yep. Western and then on to the big leagues with uh, Giants. Well, Expos, right? Yep. Expos, Ex- Rockies. Uh, Rockies, I forgot. I'll leave out the Rockies, Giants, Padres, Yankees. Uh, he he taught Barry Bonds and Jeter how to hit. That was interesting. Well, no, I didn't. But I'll tell you what, Barry Bonds <laughs> is the best hitter ever. There's no well, And people question. still won't uh, because they... I, he'll, I, he'll get they're, it. They're trying to, I had buddies while we're golfing argue that Aaron Judge is a better hitter than Bonds. And I... Oh, my gosh. I, I went crazy. No. I said, are close. you kidding me? Not even close. You, yeah. Put anybody in a band box like uh, Yankee, the new Yankee Stadium. And if you have any well, power... Well, if you'd have put Barry Bonds in, in either 90, Yankee Stadium, he'd hit 100. 100 home runs? Yeah. He'd hit 100. Because, I mean, San Francisco is the toughest place to hit in baseball. Because of the wind? And he has 70, what, 74? Father changes so much, Yeah, I mean, right? so it can be, like, sunny and 71 for 4 o'clock BP. And at 7 o'clock, 
The gas heaters are on in July, and it's uh, cloudy, misty, and 53 degrees at, at game, game time. time. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, he played with Bob. Every night, every night in July and August, it's like that. It's were, were you in the cab? That, uh, I don't know if I asked you this last summer. Did you get into the, the captain, the series? I didn't. Did you watch it? No, I didn't. You know, I did. Do you watch a lot of baseball now that you're done playing? I watched a lot of Tiger games. Um, so why were they so bad hitting, you think? Why, why were they so bad as a team this year? I think, and this is my opinion, I think that they let analytics come in. And I th- and run everything. And run everything. And they got bit. And they got bit hard. That's what I, that's, because we, if you know baseball and you know hitting, you watch their swings and, they, and you watch them day in and day out and you want to vomit. For a team, for a team that lost their entire starting rotation, they lost all five guys. That is death. I mean, in April, they were done. However, the hitting was so bad in baseball for the majority of the teams that they could compete with a triple-A rotation, and they did. If they would have hit any inkling, they would have probably won 70 games. I was shocked that they only won 66 because to start that roster was actually pretty good. They had it was it was kind of I mean they had enough pitching to survive to win 70 71 72 73 games. And if it wasn't for their last what 10 days where they did actually put a run on, um they lost 100 games. So that run though happened after Avila's fired. Uh, so do you think that these guys were just able to go up there and swing and there wasn't the mental stuff in their head on analytics and that's why they had a decent run or were they all saying, hey, we better do something because Harris is watching us? No, I think it's baseball and they were bound. They couldn't be that bad for that long. It's just numbers. They were bad. They were horrible. And you can't be that bad even... I mean, I've been on some bad teams. I was the Pirates, the Brewers. We, we, we I forgot were, the Pirates and the Brewers, too. My God, you've been on like I know, I've been, I've 30 been major league teams. But I've been on some bad teams, and you are bound for a run sooner or later. When 8 to 10, 9 to 10, 10. I mean, you're bound to do it. It doesn't matter how bad you are. You are going to get on a run eventually. They did, and they did it at the end. Um, so, they, it, so, what, they went 66? I mean... They at least at least they did get on a run at the end. Can they flip it quick, uh, yes. with Harris? Can they uh, can they be a five hundred team next? year? I think next year they've got a good shot of five hundred. I, I really do. Just I, because when they move away from total analytics to a blend, and they have new leadership. Yes, I, I'm still kind of shocked. I mean, yes, the, absolutely they can. I they're not as bad as what they were, and they better not. I mean, I'm going to say better not. I would not get get rid of Candelario. Um, Alex Padu. I mean, really? they've got uh, Candelario. You think oh, was caught up in the analytics? I thing? think he was too. I think a lot of them were. Baez, though, the big ballpark. But it, okay, so I, I even told you this back in January. I said he he's not going to have a good cut swing. Right? Yes. Well, he can plane it out though. He's a good player. Uh, but I did tell you, it's going to take him a year to adjust to the American League. It just is. Now with a DH on both leagues, it's not going to be that big a deal. But coming from the National League with a pitcher hitting, they pitch you totally different. I, I mean, I told many people that it, he's not going to have that good a year this year because he has to get used to rotations. He's facing pitchers he's never seen before in his life. He's facing uh, bullpen. I mean, he just it, it, it takes an adjustment. Uh, he's going to be fine next year. The the team I think it depends on who they get as a hitting instructor and if and if Harris does do what he says and they're going to blend it and they get somebody in here who knows what he's doing and can can get to these guys they're going to be fine I think Torkelson's going to be fine I think Badu's going to be fine a lot of these guys are going to be fine they've got a they've got a decent team 
Um, now they just need some guidance. What was interesting, at the end of the year, that 10-game uh, run you mentioned, John, that Badu and Torkelson looked like the hitters we had seen the previous year. Yeah, and maybe they started relaxing. Or, or, I, I don't, or someone told them. Or maybe forget just go, just forget what you're doing. Just go out and hit. Yeah, go go to your natural swing. Just go, just go out and play. Like Harris, Harris talks to him and says, "I just want to see you play." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just maybe, and maybe he did. I, I, I don't know, but maybe he went in there and said, "Hey, let's well, just you go knew play." What, if you knew what was going on, John, and your connections to the Tigers organization and the game of baseball, Harris had to know. He probably did. I, he, but why wouldn't A.J. Hint step in and tell an intern, get the hell out of my dugout? Well, maybe he was one who did it. That A.J. Hinch would send an intern to talk to somebody about hitting? I, I don't know. I, I, see, here, here's the other So where's where A.J. Hinch's role in this for the team underachieving? Well, so the moves that were made last winter were A.J.'s moves. Push for him, right? Yeah, he pushed for them. They were his moves. So I mean, so Rodriguez was a huge bust. Well, they were his moves, and then I mean, when when uh, Al, Al was gone, and the rats started flying, and stuff started flying out. And I mean, I caught some of it here and there. I won't probably catch any more, but I was catching stuff. Is that you know these were his moves. Um, he him and Sam supposedly they were the and ones Sam that, was Menzen he, they were the guys making is he the still moves. there I, I have no idea no, I, so th- everything was done through them um, and then when everything started crashing and then they blamed on Al but Al really wasn't the one who was making the moves it was it was a that, that that's what's kind of the the interesting dynamic here is um, you have a new guy come in and the manager was the one who supposedly interviewed his new boss Um that 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 to me is kind of crazy. Interviewed and, and, Scott Harris. Well, yeah, I supposedly in on the interviews with him and Chris, and they were and they were going to pick out who the new his new boss would be. That's going to be to me is going to be the interesting dynamic because if I'm Scott Harris, I want my manager. I don't know if I, I think probably AJ wanted Josh Burns or someone that he was more more comfortable with. I'm just guessing. I don't know this, but I know that they have a really good relationship. I that's why I was like that's probably going to be the new guy. So now you got Harris, who I don't know if he has any ties to AJ, but that's going to be really. I, I think that's going to interest see if they butt heads or not. And maybe if you look at the Illich family, that they went away from what AJ wanted, knowing maybe they did. They wanted a neutral party to be able to evaluate everything top to bottom, major leagues down through the minor leagues, maybe on and did. off the field. And I think that's what some of the people um, that I have spoken with that have you know told me things were like you know this was a total catastrophe but it wasn't ale you know it was the man who was running the club all season long which is aj hinch yeah who's the manager because i if if interns are walking up to players and that did happen and i know right but i would think that your manager immediately if al was sending them down would go kick open his door like you know in a baseball movie and say, keep the front office out of my dugout and, and or I feel, out of our clubhouse or, or the hitting cages underneath, right? So just that information, I, I was absolutely shocked and aghast that, and, and I felt really, really bad for the young players because I was one, I was young ones coming up and you are walking on eggshells you want to be able to please everyone you don't want to do something stupid and you are going to do anything you can to make sure you're in good standing with 
the organization with the upper management. So I I, I think next year, uh, I think next year is going to be actually a pretty good year for the Tigers I, because the the hitting is still going to be bad. They showed that they have enough pitching that can compete. Even though, even if they don't have that number one guy, they do have enough people in there. I was, I was like, wow, I, I was impressed with what happened on the pitching side because when you lose all all five starting pitchers, you lose your whole rotation, and you still competed, and you really competed good enough to win seventy five to eighty. Well, that games. probably goes to Fatter, the pitching coach. On the and maybe job. it does. Maybe he you is know, that he, good. He, he I, is I don't good. know. Well, he's been good with the healthy pitchers. Um, he's been really good. But they had, they did a good enough job to win 75, 80 games. Easy. If they would have had any hitting. With any hitting So is Baez, all. you think Baez, Baez is comfortable and he'll, he'll find the gaps at Comerica? I know some say the ballpark's too big. He's swinging. It is too big. Homer's like, you know, he's still at Wrigley. It's right? way too big. Um, but, yeah, he's going to be fine. I wonder if they're going to bring them in the fences at Comerica. They should. It's, it's ridiculously big. It's just... Create a, I don't know what they'll do, but... But, put it this in perspective, is it's what's big enough to keep their pitching in the game. So... There, there's a flip side. Too. There is a flip side. But your offense was so bad it couldn't get out of the infield. So, I mean, it, it is. But I, I, I think they're going to be pretty good next year. John Vanderwall is a former major leaguer going through his laundry list of teams he played for. He's out of Hudsonville, Michigan, Western... Uh, Michigan University down in Kalamazoo uh, joining us in studio talking Tigers. We'll get his thoughts on the World Series before we're done uh, this hour. One other thing I took from the new president, Scott Harris, interview, the new president of the Tigers. I asked him, when you had a conversation with Mike Elledge, did you talk to him about the need to be active in free agency and to have access to money? And he told me, yes, that was part of of our conversation. So now the question is, pitching is pretty deep if they get healthy. What do you do for you could you could use some pop in that lineup, right? Yes. So do you go out and I'm not you're not going to go after Aaron Judge. He's going to end up Dodgers, Mets or stay with the Yankees. Well, there was a reason why teams moved Bias to second base. You know, and when you, we heard the gaslighting of him being this spectacular shortstop and this, I'm like, no, timeout. He can play shortstop, but he's probably more of a second baseman. He's probably comfort zone because you saw it all throughout the summer. He did mess up a lot over there. Is he good good fielder? Yeah, he can be, but I don't know if he stays in the game well enough consistently every day to play shortstop. So he's probably a second baseman. You throw him at second base and you go out. I mean, I would go out and spend money again on a shortstop. That's what I would do. Or if you want to build from within, which you still can, you can use, I mean, Kreidler's glove looked pretty good. His offense looked a little shaky, but um, he showed some bright spots. Um, they do have some players, but if you're going to do that, then you just say, hey, we're going to, don't gaslight us like they did last year and tell us, you know, that we're going to make the playoffs. The rebuild was over. Yeah, the rebuild was the over. the exact yeah. word from Avila? Which it wasn't. I mean, I mean, most Tiger fans who really looked at it and looked at the roster said, no, if we won 81 to 84 games, that would be spectacular. So don't gaslight us. Tell us you're still building or you go out and you spend some quality money and get a number one, get a shortstop and, uh, and roll with it. And I still think you really need a catcher too. With some pop, yeah, I think they wanted uh, what's his name, uh, the guy they got from Cincinnati, Barnhart. I th- Barnhart. I think you know. I don't think he was as expected. I think he probably did call a pretty good game and was good with the pitchers and stuff. But um, you might 
need something different back there. So when you when you go around the the lineup, uh, and I know they went through a lot of injuries, but Candelario, you'd say go get a shortstop. Kryler did show a good bat. I, I still think he's a third baseman. Yeah, you can't take day, right. Yeah, but you and you you can't really take what somebody did in September. As, hey, because you're seeing, gonna be. you're seeing inferior pitching. Well, you, yeah, you're just seeing a lot of guys, a lot of teams go, okay, we're going to throw guys in and see what they do. So September's not really a good. Uh, so you say shortstop, move Baez to second. Yep. Uh, I think Torres will be fine. Yeah, he's be first, fine. He's a really good defensive first baseman. Uh, go I after think, a catcher. Yeah, I, I, and I, you know, you, you've got Green, Badu, and who was in right? Um, Victor Reyes. You know, yeah. I mean, played fantastic. He's got a great so, swing. Um, you've got enough pieces in there, um, but that lineup still smells like a seventy to eighty win team. Yeah, I, unless there's, there's not unless Torkelson and Green just go off the charts, which I think they're going to. I I don't think they're going to have this sophomore slump because I think both of them kind of had a freshman slump. So usually, like Badu came in and just did fantastic. I tell you what, he did his rookie year. You don't see very often. You just and, you, and the Tigers did pick him out of nowhere to get. So you cannot give up on that kid because that kid's going to be a good player. If they if they just say okay, we get rid of him, he'll 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 show up haunting them someday. He is that good. I and I believe that. And I think Candelario is too. Really? I think, yes, I, I I do. You cannot give up on these kids. Not yet. You gotta, you gotta keep. Well, running like they them gave up on Paredes, and look how well he hit with Tampa, right? Yeah, there were some other influences in on that. I'm not going to go into it with him. <laughs> so um, you got all, you got all the inside. Well, you worked inside the system. So I just that's when just, I say that, let's as, just as say as there's other, there was instructor. other things in, in that one. So, uh, well, but there's a lot that goes on that people never know. Um, I thought it was a great move. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, did he come out and, and house a fire and that? Yeah, he did. But I think that was one of the better moves they made. So you're, you're saying, you know, to me, I kind of look at it and say, okay, you're still... Well, you still if, got Meadows. Well, I know. With Meadows, and he's got vertigo or whatever happening with him, I, I still look at that lineup, if it's Badu and Torkelson and Green and Candelario, and you're going to roll the dice again... It's really similar to what you were walking into this past season. Yeah, but don't tell everyone you're going to win 90 games and your rebuild's over. The but rebuild. I think because the people will see that same lineup, I, I don't know how that translates to the ticket buying public. <sighs> okay, I, I, yeah, I, I can some, see there that. There needs to be a wow factor to a point somewhere, which we thought maybe Baez was going to be that wow factor, and Torkelson and Green were. Baez will be the wow factor the next year. He will uh, hit three hundred and hit. Baez will be the wow factor. Baez will be what was advertised next year. He'll, he's going to be what people good. were thinking. Yes, this he year. will be. He will be. And then you, you just didn't give you. You went so hard on the analytics, and you let the interns in, and you did things, and you really messed this whole thing up. So now you're going to have to have another year to just rewind and let these kids play, and now you've just delayed everything a year. So that's what I would do, unless unless they really want to go out and spend some money. Um, you've got to let these kids play. And, and let them play, and let them feel, let them get their swings the, the way they want their swings. Not now how some uh, some person who's an intern to tell them what angle their bar- their barrel should be on to make contact. John Vanderwall, former major leaguer, grew up in Hudsonville, Michigan, here on the west side of the state, calls Grand Rapids home. 
joining us in studio talking Tigers and MLB baseball. Get your thoughts on the World Series coming up in our final segment together, okay? Good stuff. John Vanderwall, he's former Tigers Roving minor league instructor, like no, I said, just coach. well, coach. Yeah, just, just I was minor. just I was a first base coach one year, and then I was a hitting coach for just a little bit. The, the, the hitting coach, yeah. uh, that's what you're at West Michigan and for Maryland. the Whitecaps. Yeah. You were a rover. I didn't want to. I don't want to step step on your toes because you. No, you I was blue collar. I wasn't white collar. I was yeah, yeah. You, you 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 perked up right there. No, no, no. I'm just a coach. No, just a coach. Okay. I white collared scouting for like ten years. Okay, I, I just that, I, so. I hey. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I got your back. Ding, buddy. ding. Good, good job on air, too. All right. Uh, we'll talk World Series. Get your pick in a moment. You got a baseball question? Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and opt in on that Huge text chain. Text the word Huge to 21,000. All of our social network interaction is presented by the Denver Nuggets G League team, the Grand Rapids Gold, who now call Van Andel Arena in downtown GR home. And their first game at the Van will be on Thursday night. November 10th. Get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com and the Van Andel Arena box office. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. It's time to go in the huddle. One, two, three, stop right! It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. No football for the Michigan Wolverines this past weekend as they, along with their upcoming opponent, Michigan State, were both on the bye. Wolverines stayed put at number four in this week's AP Top 25. Now, Michigan is 7-0 after they ran for 418 yards on then number 10 ranked Penn State and will be facing a Spartan squad this 3-3 on the year, looking for that signature win that could complete their season. Michigan is third in the nation in defensive points allowed at just 12.1 per game, fifth in yards allowed at just 250, and on the offensive side, they rank as the eighth best rushing offense, averaging 241.7 yards per game on the ground. Michigan leads the all-time series against Michigan State, 56-36-4, and 3-3 three and three in their last six. Kickoff for the battle for Paul Bunyan on Saturday? Well, it's a night game, 7.30, under the lights on ABC. Huge here for the Tullymore Golf Resort. Now they're located in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of GR. And before the snow flies, there's still time to get a round of golf in at Tullymore. Go to TullymoreGolf.com, book a tee time, a stay and play package, keep an eye on the weather forecast. They still have great golf remaining this fall before the snow flies. And they have event space and lodging. A wedding, a reception, a business get-together. Even during the winter, you can book an event or a wedding or a reception inside the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of GR. If you want more info, go to TullymoreGolf.com. That is TullymoreGolf.com. And if you want to get around a golf in before the weather changes and the snow sets in, Go to TullymoreGolf.com. Book that tea time at TullymoreGolf.com. Rock and country music's hardest hitters join forces. Five-finger death punch. Bradley Gilbert. With special guest Corey Marks. November 9th, Van Andel Arena. On sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Five-Finger Death Punch's new album, Afterlife, out now. Five-Finger Death Punch and Bradley Gilbert, live. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. 
We are back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. We're the only show where you're allowed to tell like it is. I tell like it is. Big name guest. We got John Vanderwall, former major leaguer, Grand Rapids resident, grew up in Hudsonville here on the west side of the state. Wonderful conversation about the state of the Tigers and what lies ahead in the future. We also have a pretty interesting World Series. I see Philadelphia sent in truckloads of lubricant for their light poles all throughout the city so people won't be climbing them in case <laughs> Philly wins. Yeah. yeah, welcome. Only in America. And you got Houston, just the way they went to work on the Yankees. And you mentioned old school Dusty Baker. Love Dusty. Yeah, and, and pitching... Was Dusty your manager when you were with When I was in San Francisco, yeah, yeah. One of the best guys out there. Yeah, so he's combining analytics with uh, old school gut feeling and just their pitching, uh, their hitting matchups. Uh, it was well managed, and the Yankees looked like a minor league team in that series. They did. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I root for Houston because of Dusty Baker. Um he was my manager in, in San Francisco, an outstanding human being, one of the best managers I played for. Knew how knew what it was to struggle in baseball because as a hitter, you are going to struggle and you are going to struggle a lot. He knew it. He knew the game. He knew how to how to manage people and treat people. He's just an outstanding guy. And Houston looks like they're just they're they're playoff savvy, experienced, and and I Philly though has that. Riding the wave, we've seen that with teams where they're just together. The guys are on a mission. They're coming up with the timely hits. They have a murderer's row lineup that can go yard, uh, seven of the guys. So your thoughts on how the Phillies match up with the Astros? Um, you know, Houston's the best team in baseball. There's no doubt about it. I think that if this series started a few days ago, that – that would have that would have been on Philadelphia's side. I, I personally the mojo, you mean right? the mojo because now you've how many days off we taken now? When when does it start? Uh, it starts uh, March second. Yeah, I'll I mean it's know. just it's well game one Saturday. I think it's, uh, so Friday, I mean you've Friday, taken Friday Friday I mean, night. So you've taken almost a week off, and now and now now the slate's. Why would they again. take a week off when I don't when know. weather it's, could come into play like in Philly? I don't know. It's some of the some of the stuff in baseball just doesn't make sense. But we took that week off. Now you have two teams that both have a week off. Now the total advantage goes back to Houston. Because before, if they started like two days after and they got it rolling again, uh, I think Philly could win this series pretty easily. And now, now Houston, Houston is probably the best team by far. Um, I'm rooting for Philly, even though Dusty, I love Dusty Baker. I'm rooting for the Philadelphia Phillies. I hope that they do win this because you have Dave Dombrowski. I think you still have a bunch of old school people in that uh, organization um and for baseball it was for baseball it's good if the philadelphia phillies win you know i i can't get over just perusing through major league baseball playoffs the last couple three years and uh the tigers that they didn't sign that oh they're just, all over the place aren't they Jay, you know go back the last uh, not seven years uh, let's go back the last seven years from uh, Scherzer to Porcello to JV to Castellanos. Um, who else am I missing? I don't that, know. Really you have up. a whole roster of yeah, Tigers. Just, uh, that you, if Mr. Illich just gave everybody money, and I know he had the luxury tax and everything, and kept a core together, 
I never understood that. And then Al Avila came in, and I like Gardenhire as an interim buffer guy, right? But he was given no talent. No, he wasn't given. I mean, they, they start shredding everything. You know, th- I think the sad thing for us Tiger fans back in is when they had the best rotation in baseball. They had mm. a solid offense, good defense. Mickey in his prime. And their bullpen sucked. Just, they were horrible. And everybody, you, I mean, you could watch 40 games a year and you don't even have to be a baseball expert. You could have went, Dave? Dave, you need a closer. <laughs> yeah. You need a good closer. Spend the money. Don't spend fifty million on a hitter. Get a get a get a closer in his prime, and go out and get three late inning relievers, and you can win a World Series two or three years. I mean, two or three years in a yeah, row. Well, they you had, had the they, roster to do it. Well, two thousand thirteen, two thousand six were their World Series to take with the lineups they had and and how they were rolling. And then they got the Minnesota guy, the, the old the Minnesota, No, the Minnesota closer. Who was he? Um, Nathan, oh. I think it was. Was it Nathan? Joe Nathan, yeah. Okay. Who, I mean, he was on his way. I know. Out. I got to get to a network break, Johnny. Right. My bad. Really good. No, you're okay. Good stuff today in yep. studio. Thank you, my man. You got it, brother. Yeah, former Major League John Vanderwall. He calls Grand Rapids home. Listener on our flagship station, 96 won the game, joining us in studio. We do have one final segment straight ahead. Everything huge 24 7 at thehugeshow.net. Even a wager that misses can still be a slam dunk with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Hi, this is Matt Shepard. Place an NBA one-game parlay wager with four legs or more, and if you miss one leg, you'll receive up to $25 back. Just opt into this promotion on BetMGM's app or website. With one-game parlay, you can make selections within a single NBA game from tons of bet types, including team and player props. So go ahead and take your favorite NBA star to score big, the home team to cover, or the over in points. Opt into the promotion, then place an NBA one-game parlay wager of four legs or more and you'll get up to $25 back if you miss one leg. Visit MGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. If you think you have a gambling problem call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Huge here for the Grand Rapids Gold. They're the Denver Nuggets G League team coached by former NBA All-Star Andre Miller. And they'll be playing their home games in downtown Grand Rapids at Van Andel Arena. And the Gold's home opener in GR will be Thursday night, November 10th. If you need tickets, quick link, follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Twitter, Facebook, or just Google Grand Rapids Gold. Their home opener is on Thursday night, November 10th at Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for a superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. And hunting for bucks is your chance to win premium play. $15,000 cash and a 2023 Polaris Ranger. Drawings are every Saturday in October, 7 to 11 p.m. And on October 29th, one winner drives off in a new Polaris Ranger with a $5,000 Cabela's gift card. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. You're listening 
to the huge show on the Michigan Sports Network. Let's go check in with the fun governor, Tim McCullough, who is joining us from the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. And what's shaking at Soaring Eagle? We got so much going on. Promotions Friday, every Friday here at Soaring Eagle is a good time. You know that. Digging for gold, though, this month from 7 to 11 p.m. Hourly drawings for your chance to win up to $5,500 in premium play on Friday, October 28th. You know that's coming up a couple days away. Hourly winnings will have a chance to win up to $5,500 in cash. So get here early and get be part of the fun is what I say. Digging for gold. You can't go wrong. And then Saturdays, hunting for bucks is what we like to say in October. From 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., you get to win your share of $58,000 in cash and prizes. But what's really cool, as we talk about every week, is we like to give it away, give it away, give it away now. And October 29th, not only are we doing the drawings from 7 to 10 p.m. for $15,000 in premium play, 11 p.m., uh, we're giving away $15,000 in cash, and, which is really exciting. And then uh, one lucky cl- uh, Access Club member will win a 2023 Polaris Ranger XP North Star Edition as well as $5,000 gift card to Cabela's. What a great October that's going to be. Great Saturday night. Hopefully everybody comes out and participates and all that fun. And then, of course, we talk about our inter- entertainment schedule every week. I could hardly say that. So much fun. Christopher Cross and John Waite here uh, Friday the 28th. Uh, great uh, classic rock. So come on and be part of that. Tickets are still available. And then the 11-4. Uh, 11-4, put that down, November 4th. Jodeci will be in the house. Uh, great, great music there. And then 11th, Babyface. And then on the 12th, The Hunks, The Mail Review. Come on out, ladies. Only $25. And then we go into Cotton Cocktails, carvings, and candy canes. That's going to be a whole lot of fun here at Soaring Eagle. If you haven't had a chance to try out one of our drinking and dining events, uh, it's a whole lot of fun. You get great drinks, great show, and great food. So make sure you come and be part of that. You're going to enjoy the musics of Boston. We have the lead singer here, Tommy DiCarlo. And Marshall Charloff is a Prince performer, a tribute show, great, great show. Just come on and be a part of that huge event and celebrate Christmas with us. And then uh, December 3rd, Johnny Mathis. Christmas show and all the hits. The 9th, Lover Boy and Night Ranger. The 17th of December, Little River and Ambrosia. We just like to say Ambrosia. And then on the 27th, Flow Rider in the house. And then on the 29th, Pam Tillis and Lori Morgan bringing their country superstar show to our stage. And then, of course, New Year's Eve. It's going to be a bash 2000. 23 is going to be a great year. I can feel it already. It's a black and white party here for New Year's. Come on and be part of it. Uh, Bill, you're allowed to come too. Uh, just bring all the fun, and uh, it's going to be huge. Tim McCullough, he is the fun governor, the man at the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Everything and more that Tim just talked about, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com, download the Eagle Access app, and also don't forget about the Saganine Eagles Landing Casino and Hotel in Standish, Michigan, for those of you listening on 100.9 FM. Timmy, we will talk in seven days. Good to hear your voice, Bill. Thanks. All right, back at you. Tim McCullough, the fun governor from Soren Eagle in Mount Pleasant. If you want to book that getaway, uh, get tickets to all those great shows. Go to SoaringEagleCasino.com or download the Eagle Access app.
We are back wrapping up our Wednesday broadcast. Thank you, Superfly Hayes, best in the business. A couple of show reminders. Ty Halleck in studio Friday at 3. Former Greenville Yellow Jacket, Michigan State Spartan, Bear, Lion. Jag, we'll talk Lions and the Dolphins. Michigan, Michigan State, that's Friday at 3. Ty Halleck in studio. Also, Merrill Hodge, former Steelers running back. DraftKings Power Hour happening on Friday's show like it does each and every week. Now, if you missed any of our interviews, any of our hours, full show podcast, everything is free, and you can catch up and listen on your schedule. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. And if you want to listen live on an app, search The Huge Show on the iHeart app and listen weekday afternoons at 3. Big. Bad. Huge.